Hey everybody, good morning. We're ready to roll out with episode four where we're going to be talking about next steps in life. The question, what do I want to do next? And Lauren is going to share with us where she is in that. And I might say something too about it. I I don't know yet, but... I hope so. (laughs) Knowing me, I will pop in. Um, But I'm really looking forward to hearing from you. And then I want to say right up front, we are so happy, delighted, heart-filled with the feedback and comments we're getting, with suggestions. Lauren and I are just loving it. It's Um, been so encouraging and makes us excited to continue. Yeah, and it, for both of us, we've shared, because we worked together over the week preparing, is we just, I would say, doing this feels so natural and resonates with who we are. Yes. So I wanted to say that, and uh, we will let you know. You're going to be able to subscribe to this podcast soon enough. I'm yes. learning a lot about getting the feed on different um Platforms. Yeah, Kathy is becoming our technical guru. You know what? I get obsessed with these kind of things. When I start to learn something, I go down a big rabbit hole. Like it's happening with me and sourdough bread right now. <laughs> I love it. It's making me so feel so happy. Yeah, I love that. So what I want to say, though, is that we love your questions coming into us your sharing of how you might have related to what we're talking about or just sharing an experience with us mm-hmm. privately is is also just been wonderful and something for which we have a lot of gratitude for. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening and giving us encouragement and advice and feedback. It's awesome. Yeah. So let's get started and let's hear about this question of what's next. What do I want to do next? Who do I want to be next? I always want you to be you, but (laughs) what I mean is what's next? Totally. Well, it's hard to know where to start. So I think I'm just going to start at the beginning. A song's coming to mind. (laughs) Um, And I'm going to try not to go on too many tangents um, and try to keep it somewhat coherent and clear. So I, when I went to college the first time, my undergrad, I was on a very kind of narrow path of what I wanted to do. So I went to Fairhaven College at Western, where you design your own major, And I was in their law, diversity, and justice program, and I was headed to law school. So that was my undergrad time. I was, it was spent preparing for law school, basically. I took the LSAT. I did an internship at the prosecutor's office. I was really interested in working with um, specifically women who were experiencing domestic violence. So I did a lot of work around that. I volunteered at the shelter. Mm -hmm. Um, I did different court watch programs and things. Um, Anyways, once I graduated from 
college from my undergrad, I realized that I was, I felt too kind of unprepared or young or whatever to make the decision to go to law school. It just seemed too expensive and too big to do that. Mm -hmm. So I decided to work for, my plan was to work for five years and then reevaluate. So I went to work at the shelter that I had been volunteering at. So I was a women's support advocate at an emergency domestic violence shelter. And I loved it. Um, And then this will maybe in the future be another podcast episode, but something happened and I couldn't work there anymore. Mm -hmm. And so I left. And then I kind of was completely lost. And at that point I was 22, 23. I want to ask something. Yes, please. Because I'm always fascinated with lost, like when I feel lost. And I think it's something, I always liken life to a river, sort of going down a river path and and we choose. And and then we revisit places like lost. We Mm -hmm. revisit places like I've fallen in love with something new that I'm doing the water kind of flows and flows again and flows mm-hmm. again and we revisit these spaces that's just how that's just how I feel it yeah so when you say you know i felt lost will you just take a minute and describe what that felt like yeah um it felt very scary <laughs> Um, I think because up until then I had such a um, a strong idea of what I wanted to do and then when that was felt like it was taken away I just felt like I don't know who I am I don't know what I'm supposed to do next and me leaving that job it was a little bit traumatizing how it all went down so just dealing with that too and it was the end of the recession, and so I couldn't find another job, yeah. which that was also scary in and of itself. Um, and I felt like a failure, mm-hmm. basically. Um, like, I've worked so hard my whole life to get to this point. I was only 23, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it felt it's big. Real. It's real. Because you worked so hard, and I think I'm not you, you're not me, we're not our listeners and mm-hmm. vice versa. But when I hear that feeling of, I felt like a failure. I didn't know where to turn. Doors were closing because of the economy. I didn't even know what I wanted. That experience, which I've experienced many times over in my own world, is I always, I'm a very visual person internally. So when I hear you, it taps back memories for me of feeling lost as though I'm in this vast desert. Yes. And I don't know where my path is. I don't know where I am. Sure, we have our loved ones around us. Right. But they're not experiencing it. No. And there sometimes is the chatter of, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Out of care and concern. Yes. What are you going to do? Yes. I'm asking myself the same <laughs> exactly. question. So that question's not helpful right now. <laughs> and I I just appreciate you describing that because I don't know if I'd go as far to say, oh, this is a universal theme. I do think oh, so many of us face it. I do too. Whether it's work, relationships, life choices, moving, 
You name it. Definitely. I mean, life is, there's like people say, there's not a manual. So at some point you're going to feel like you have no idea what's happening. That's right. Okay, so keep (laughs) Okay, so this was a solid 10 years ago. So um, then I kind of felt like I was just careening wildly through life with no direction, which was the complete opposite of how I'd been up until this point. Um, So I couldn't find a job. I ended up doing a year of AmeriCorps VISTA, uh, which is a program where they put you in a nonprofit to help them build capacity and you make below the poverty line wages. Um, and so I worked at Northwest Youth Services in oh, Bellingham yeah. and I really loved that too. But that was a one year contract. And so within that year I was looking around and it was still really hard to find jobs. And so I decided maybe I wanted to be a teacher because at Northwest Youth Services I was Um, in their vocational program, and I was helping homeless youth find um, job skills, and I had started, like, a little GED program, and so I was tutoring these kids in their early 20s who were not that far from my own age, um, and talking to them and hearing kind of how the public school system had failed them, and I was like, well, I really like working with them. Maybe I want to be a teacher, but it felt... Again, it felt scary to go into a program when I didn't know for sure and to pay the money and to, you know, take the time. And what I hear in that, too, is that's a new feeling from when you were in the Fairhaven program, which you knew, knew, knew. Yes. This is what I want to pursue. And then, so naturally, oh, law school is a huge thing. I'm not ready for that right now. But how different from that time to this space of... Maybe I want to be a teacher. This is an investment, too, in grad school. Yes. And how do I know if this is the thing I want to do? Exactly. So I figured out if I did this program called Teach for America, you just become a teacher without having to go through, or you're going through a program simultaneously as you're teaching. And it's a two-year program. And I thought, well, this seems like a good idea to see if I would like teaching even. Um, And so I moved to Louisiana and taught for two years. And that will also probably be another podcast episode. Well, and that we heard about in the breakup one when you broke up with your now husband and listened to yourself and followed the path of, no, he is my person. Yes. Um, So, okay, yeah, I'd love to hear about those two years, but that'll be another time. That'll be another time. Okay, so you moved to Louisiana. You do two years of Teach for Mm -hmm. America. Yes, and there were so many challenges, and it was a wild experience, but I did like teaching uh, to some degree, and I think at that point I was getting a little bit older, and I was thinking I need to just find something to do and teaching felt like that thing that I could do it didn't feel like a calling or anything like that but I was like you know I like it um I know that I'll be able to get a job and that sort of thing now my brain just went ping 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 (laughs) because when you said I don't know if it was a calling we gotta have an episode on that yes definitely I am we got to have an episode on that. Yes. Maybe next week. Maybe. Okay. Because I maybe have 
Spoiler alert, maybe I found my calling. I don't know yet. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. then, I, I, it's in my world too. Yes, so. I'm okay. so excited to hear about that. So then I, after two years, decided to move back to Washington and I decided to go to grad school to get my teaching certification in Washington because I knew it would make me more hireable if I had a master's degree. So I did that. I moved back. I went to PLU in Tacoma. I loved my experience there. And then I moved back up, up to where we are now. And I found the job that I currently have, which is teaching sixth grade at a dual language school. And I love my school so much. It's incredible. It was exactly where I needed to be when mm -hmm. I ended up there. And my coworkers and, I mean... I was in Jenny's wedding, which is how we met, exactly. <laughs> and she's my co-teaching partner, um, and I love it so much. But lately, and throughout probably, I've just felt like teaching is not where I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. I think, one, like we've talked about, I really love connecting just like you with one-on-one -on -one or in small groups, and working with 25 kids at once is not that mm -hmm. <laughs> and every day my soul dies a little when I'm teaching math <laughs> <laughs> because I have a literacy background and I do love reading and writing and connecting with kids about books and their lives and writing personal narratives and things like that but teaching math or um, other things I, I just don't I don't like it and I have this could also be another episode of just the education system in general and I don't agree with a lot of what we kind of force kids to do yeah I can think of some guests we might have on for that too potentially yes so I'm really fascinated by this this feeling of I care about what I'm doing I love my school. I love my teaching partners. I imagine there's love for the children. Oh my gosh, so, so much. much love. <laughs> yes. And yet, something's missing. Yes. It's like, when you were speaking, what I, again, I'm very visual, was like um, one of those, I, I'm struggling with the word because I never do this, but one of the games, like... A, <laughs> Like a video game? No, oh. like the when you go to the place you put quarters in. Oh, it's yeah. It's ridiculous, but I can't think. Because <laughs> um, I never do it. But one of those games that are kind of fun, you know. Mm -hmm, like a pinball. Pinball, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. And you are at this, I don't know why this is my vision, but it is. You're at the pinball machine and the ball isn't going in the spot you want it to go yes. in. It's missing the target. That's what I get from what you're sharing. All the ingredients, or some of them, are there. Right. But it's not bang on. Exactly. And what's beautiful about this is that it takes us being in the experience to learn this is not it. Yes. The, I do want to interject. My daughter's a sophomore in college, and... She's exploring what is it I want to be doing. And I shared with her, this is one of the times of your life you get to explore. Who who are you? What's turning you on? What's turning you off? And I think we revisit that 
over and over because we evolve as humans. Yes. And our interests change. And everything we do, every experience we had, rolls up with us. And we roll along and we're like, okay, it's yes. time for something new. And so this is where you are right now. Well, yes, and last school year I decided to go back to school, which was a big decision. Um, as you know, I tend to be, well, now you know, I tend to be leery of <laughs> putting my time and money into something like that. But what I realized when I'm teaching is I love connecting with kids so much. I love talking to them about things outside of kind of academics and so my initial thought was maybe a school counselor or something Mm -hmm. like that and so I thought about what would be the best route to take and I found this program it's a master's of social work and I felt like social work um fits so well with just everything that I love uh, and value and it opens so many doors because it's not just one thing. It, you know, there's so many fields within social work. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to do this program and see where that takes me. And so I started this past summer and um, my fall quarter just ended. And one of the things that we just did uh, as a final was a final role play where you were playing the social worker and there's a client. And I was in the midst of this role play, which is not real, but um, I was sitting there, it was on Zoom, and I just thought, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm. (laughs) And that just happened before we, or after we decided what this podcast episode would be about. Oh, wow. Okay. Now that's listening to a calling. Yes. We can have an intro to listen to your calling right now. I mean, because I don't want to leave this. I want to know when you were sitting there and it came over you, this is it. It's not the final it, meaning this will evolve again, but this is it. This is, I'm hearing this. And when I say evolve again, I'm saying within social work or whatever else you create. Right. So... This is it. I want to hear about what was that like? What I always go to what was the experience inside physically, uh, emotionally? What was that like? Yes. Well, up until that point, so this past summer and really up until that day, I had felt so much internal struggle of Do I even want to keep doing this program? Why am I doing this program? I have a great job that, you know, I love my workplace. Um, Should I just stay in teaching? Should I really continue this program? It was just kind of constant (laughs) chatter in my mind. And when I was sitting there doing that role play, it just was this stillness of all that chatter and back and forth. And it just felt like a peacefulness, calmness washing over Mm. my body and just my heart felt so full and I have not had that feeling in a very long time. Mm. It's beautiful and 
So now, and you don't have to know the answer. I'm just so curious. So you shared with us at the beginning, and before we taped, we were talking about, is this about crossroads? And then you said, no, not really. It's what's next. So now that you've shared, I'm in sync. It, it's just like resonation. Yes. Hi, Sasha. That's our kitty, my kitty, my daughter and our kitty. Um, she wants to be on the podcast. She does. So I want to know now, circling back, when you say, what's next? Now I'm super curious because you're feeling in sync with a decision. And how does that relate to what's next? Yes. So, well, one, I feel really confident and excited about continuing the program. And it is a three-year program, so I'm still at the beginning. Um, And then two years of it will be a practicum where I'll be able to actually practice what I want to do in the future. And for me, I think what's next is either starting as a school counselor, maybe, but what I'm most excited about is eventually opening my own counseling practice. So you really have, and it isn't, it doesn't have to be exact ever, but right now you have this, I do know what's next. I do. I know when I first talked to you about the the episode, I really felt like I had no idea. I love this. (laughs) It's amazing. And you know, Lauren, we're a few years apart. <laughs> Just a age. couple. And, but what I love about that is it happens again and again and again. I mean, many years ago when I was in my 20s, I had a calling. So in college, actually, I didn't get very much career counseling. Mm-hmm. And after college, my dear father said to me, because I said, Dad, I I just don't know what I want to do. Right after college, I got jobs in retail. And my dad said, and what's the pay? And I said, $5.50 an hour. And he's like, Kathy, okay, uh, you did just graduate college. Like, could you find something that pays a little better? But you know what? Those experiences taught me a lot. They were fun in some ways. And they led me to actually speaking with a career counselor that my dad was kind enough to gift me Mm. and I she said the first session she asked me she was it was in Boston Cambridge where where we were and she was sitting in this beautiful rocking chair cozy in her Mm. office in her home and it hit me like Mm -hmm. you're describing and she said if you can imagine doing anything what would it be and I said what you're doing right now oh wow so then So I love this because you're snapping me back to incredible memories and paths I pursued. I didn't know how to become a career counselor. I must have asked her, but I just, my tendency is to do my own sleuthing. Mm -hmm. And she had a private practice and that scared me a little bit. Mm -hmm. It also made me super curious. And so in a nutshell, I took started taking some grad classes around Boston. I took a counseling class, 
loved it with all my heart. Mm-hmm. And and that was the possible crossroads of, hmm, social work or this career counseling path. No regrets. I think either mm-hmm. would have been wonderful. And so then I got myself in a program in Boston and the focus was college counseling. And I may have... Well, it led me to great opportunities. I knew in the program this wasn't quite it. Mm-hmm. However, I learned a lot and was able to get working in some good jobs related to college counseling. And then eventually at a college when I moved to Seattle mm-hmm. and worked as a career advisor for a college for seven years. It was incredible. And I got to teach a class and just have experiences I never would have dreamed of. And because I was at the college, I started taking some classes, and that led me to this like two-year stint in the old, old days of web design. But it's probably oh, why I'm enjoying this so yeah. much, the web work I'm doing for us. And, and then that led me to, eventually, I moved to Bellingham with my ex-husband, and and got a job. I had three jobs in a college <laughs> here, a high school, experiential high school, where and in those jobs I learned account. Well, not the college, but I somehow by way of other jobs learned accounting, wow. and so that was a whole new t- skill to put in my toolbox that allowed me to use two sides of my brain yes. and I had so much fun and, and I'm doing that now in the job I'm in here in Bellingham now I'm in my 50s 58 to be exact and where I'm at with this what's next is I know that I'm content with the day job mm-hmm. because I'm grateful to have the opportunity to do a lot of things on, with multiple hats, mm-hmm. and I really like it. Yes. And I also dream mm-hmm. outside of that day job. This podcast, because as we shared, is a long-time dream, truly, probably mm-hmm. 10 years or so, maybe more. Yeah. And it's, I hear the calling. Mm-hmm. I don't have to not do my day job, right? right? You know, it's like this is fulfilling a calling. It fill it's as just as you said, your heart is full. My heart is full. I feel like complete resonation is how I would describe it. When I was teaching career advising, well, it was a career planning class. I loved it. Mm-hmm. And I always said it felt like there were no breaking points in my body, like my When I would use my arm, it was an extension of the love of what I was doing. There were just no seams. Yes. And this feels like that. And it's, I've always thought work and life, it's it's a collage. And it's so delightful to be able to redesign your collage. And that doesn't take away the pain and fear and that feeling of loss. Mm Mm-hmm lostness when it occurs and then we know we keep not just floating down the river (laughs) but calmly paddling riding the rapids riding the calm riding the rocks 
that's how I see it. And I definitely dream. I have a dear friend who is a listener who she and I have a dream to have a big, you know, um, I guess the camping van type of thing Mm -hmm. and be on the road and have a food truck, but Mm. also like a where we get to visit with people about life. So you could come. I would love that. (laughs) I mean, I love to daydream about life and work and I want to be working for a while. I I want to use my brain. Um, And I'm what I would describe that I am taking from a TED talk I heard is a multi-potentialite because I like to weave together, collage together different interests and loves. I really love that image of a collage. That resonates with me a lot. And the reason I wanted to bring this up to you specifically is because I knew somehow that you have had all these different experiences and I wanted to hear how you you know, redesigned your collage, basically. I feel like with my own parents and different people in my life, they've had the same career their entire working life. And I, from a younger age, I couldn't relate to that. I couldn't imagine working in the same career my whole life. And so I I had a feeling that you've had (laughs) multiple careers and that, and it also struck me listening to you of just everything that you do, it builds up and interweaves together and helps wherever you go next. Like you said, you learned so much from all these different things that you did. And I feel similarly of teaching isn't for me maybe, but it is going to help me so much when I move into counseling. Yeah, and the creative ways you teach or skill building in terms of activities or that that allow you to see and hear children. Yes. Beyond math. Yes. Beyond even the reading and writing is who are they? Yes. And yeah, I I love that you brought that up about your examples growing up because what was interesting for me is my dad was someone who did have basically two different careers in my lifetime. Okay. And he was I mean, I love my dad so much. He passed almost eight years ago. And he was such an example for Mm -hmm. me of that. When I was a baby, so I don't really remember this. I remember going with him to work one time. He was in banking. Mm -hmm. And then full-time working with seven children and my mom, he went back to school, grad school. Wow. And then furthermore, got his Ph.D., Wow. With seven kids, working full-time, and my mom was the powerhouse running the home, for Mm -hmm. sure. And it's a different generation, you Mm -hmm. know. So, and then he taught for many, many years and was um, associate dean of a postgraduate program at University of Miami. And so I had that. I had a different kind of example. Mm -hmm. And when I was at a crossroads, after... This is actually right before he gave me the gift of going to the career counselor. I was working in retail, and I knew this is not what I want to do. I don't want to be working to midnight. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I learned a lot, a lot of challenging. This is 
almost the back bay of Boston. A lot of things happen at night. Mm-hmm. So I learned a lot how to handle some crises. And, and then, just like you, this is not it. And then I found another job, went to grad school. My boss there was amazing and allowed me to flex my time, work full time, go to grad school. Mm -hmm. But what I wanted to touch on is all the while, you know, when we roll on or keep going down the river, just going back to what we were talking about earlier, the lostness it certainly comes up. It's like, what am I going to do? And then I remember, as we said earlier, the questions from the outfield, people are trying to be helpful, but it, for me, it just affects the fear more Mm -hmm. or, um, that I'm supposed to fit in a box. Right. And that you are supposed to know what's next. Yeah. And a lot of people do. They, they're born in such a way that, I want to be a doctor, mm-hmm. they know, and that's what they do. And I think that's a beautiful thing in itself. It's also an amazing opportunity to listen to callings and take a daring leap. Mm-hmm. And I just think there's even more to talk about this, like really diving into the calling piece and and wherever that tangents, this is something, it's why I loved career counseling. And now I do have a very small sideline business of uh, coaching people on life, career, all of it. Mm-hmm. And what I love about it, and what I love, it, it taps into what I love about this, which is listening to people's lives. And I don't tell them what to do. It's not advice. It's Mm -hmm. listening and asking questions that may catch a spark for someone. And it's because I love people to get ignited by what's calling them. Yes. And I think there's a calling for all of us. Sometimes I don't hear it. Sometimes you don't hear it because Mm -hmm. we've got layers covering it of fear and I could never do that. I can't afford to blah, blah, Mm -hmm. right? So none of it's easy. No, no. And I don't think I did used to really believe in callings. Um, Oh, tell me about that. Yeah, I think that I just never felt, I never felt it. And so I had so many interests and passions. And so that's kind of where I I went, Um, like with the legal stuff and with teaching and um you know, working in human services. I loved all of those things, but I didn't feel like this is where I'm meant to be forever or mm-hmm. even a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really been recently that I've felt with... Um, I think part of it is honestly this podcast. Um, when we started and just thinking about what we wanted it to be and what sparks our interests and dreams and it made me reflect on oh I really love connecting with people and listening to them and hearing their stories I was like oh that could be a career (laughs) yes it could yes it can yeah and and that you heard your calling so recently is just so amazing 
And I want to say as we come to a close today, yes. it goes so fast. It and does. I love this. That um, we will revisit this, I am sure. It's been uh, a real gift to hear your story of evolution in the world of work and career. And uh, we will be back for more. We will be taking a little hiatus in December, later in December, around the holidays, of yes. whichever you celebrate or don't. Yes. We will be taking a little hiatus. And super excited that more will be coming your way in terms of um, website capabilities. And we're really excited about that. And what I'm loving in particular about doing this with you is our alignment. When you just said that about connection with people and listening, I know that's why I'm here on earth. I just know. Yes. And that we also have this passion for this and and the website and Mm -hmm. it's just so much fun and what I was going to say that is particularly wonderful is just the learning I'm addicted to it you know it's like I feel like I'm working two jobs right now and I love it (laughs) yes I love it that's amazing well and thank you so much for um letting me kind of co-opt this episode (laughs) and share my story and you are are such a great listener and ask great questions and i really appreciate your visual your imagery your images i'm much more of a of a words person and i love 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 hearing the images that come to your mind um they resonate with me a lot so well, thank thanks you for, i'm gonna say playing along and going there when it's not your natural way <laughs> so it's saturday here in Bellingham, Washington. We have a little snow on the ground. We wish you all a wonderful rest of your weekend and week ahead. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful day. Yes. We will see you next week.